but you know expectations really is for me determines how how i take something in that's why sometimes you watch something it's like oh this is crazy and then you watch it again you're like oh okay you kind of know what to expect and you kind of take the stink off of disappointment or the stink off of what you think it should be and stuff like that but like yeah I said, sometimes the second viewing makes things better yeah you don't have you don't have the false expectation hype, and stuff yeah. right the, the high expectation yeah yeah you just and you like just take it I, uh, I think also a sign of a good story is you can watch it a second time mm-hmm. and you're like shit this is good right it's just as good the second time right when that, a thing is really good yeah. and you watch it the second time and you're like no i was right this is really good that's yeah. that's a great story where you can watch i'm gonna watch this 20 times i'm gonna yeah. watch die hard 20 yeah. times right yeah. and it's just it just but, fucking works but usually that kind of stuff it hits you right the first time though it's not yeah. like you learn to love it it's kind of like you've loved it already and now you get to know know a little bit more about her you, right. you get to learn her favorite color you know right. what i mean or her favorite her favorite and, you know, meal so, some of my favorite movies are such an emotional punch to the gut it's like i don't even know if i want to watch that again yeah sometimes like, it can be like because it's that's really, like one of my favorite movies is the fountain with okay uh, hugh jackman yes yeah i remember Raquel when it came Weish. out and i remember Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. Okay. Okay, dude. That movie. Okay. Do we, do we need to have a side episode? <laughs> you know what? We may have to review that movie. I remember before that movie came out, and I remember all the excitement for it, and I remember hearing stuff about it, and it went through a whole bunch of stuff with production and stuff. And when it did come out, I know it's one of those kind of things that people thought they were getting something simple and it was like a three course meal and if your mindset wasn't right i was like it's no is no way you could process that you know in one sitting and nor nor should you expect it but i think sometimes we get so used to stuff being digestible on the first serving that we're not expecting to have to see something again to understand it and yeah. if you're not used to those kind of movies or going in knowing that's what it is either you're on or you're off and one of those i watched and was like i didn't love it but i was smart enough to know it was a lot to it and therefore i went back and took it in and took my time with it and it's like this is beautiful this is beautiful just like some prince song like i know prince is a genius and if i don't like a certain song i know it's my fault and i know i gotta revisit <laughs> it later at a later time because he don't make no junk so if I'm not getting it, my, I'm just not ready for it yet. But I would right. never disregard the artist. And, and Darren is one of those kind of artists that I respect. And then I just didn't get it at the time. I just have to revisit it. But I knew to go back in to, to rewatch it. And I was like, okay, it's one of those ones that you really just, it's powerful, but it is a lot. And it's not an easy, I won't say, a, it's, well, it's not a book, but I will, I'll say it's not an easy read, even though it's a movie. It's almost three books. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, oh. Yeah, that's that, interesting that you mentioned that one. But, yeah, that uh, that's one of my favorite movies. Really? It's. it's I yeah. would love to know. I've don't tell me now, but I would love it, to know. I've one. probably only watched it two times. I think I've seen it three times, but, but yeah. it's huh. amazing. Like it's really good. I I I saw what was it? His first movie, Pie. Mm-hmm. Like I saw it in the when it, it like got a tiny limited release. Like yeah. I went to the city to catch it. Like my 
like I forget how old I was. I might have been. You had to be young. I had to have been like in college if I was lucky. It might have even been earlier. But like I went on like a weekend or like some day off I had. My mom was working in the city. And I went into the office and said hi. And then because it was playing at the Embarcadero. And I just like, oh, I'll go watch this movie. And I had no fucking clue what I was in for. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, that, that one, I don't know if I even understood it, but I still liked it because I knew that it made sense. I just couldn't grasp it at the time. But it's one of those ones I ended up buying later on. But yeah, like movies like that and Memento and The Primer and all that kind of stuff. You know, The Primer, The Primer, primer. The Time Travel, Primer. Yeah, so so stuff's like, you know, so certain movies are just like, you know, yeah, they those those movies don't slow down for you. They don't wait. They don't ask for permission. They they just are, and you either on for the ride or you not. And they're they're not concerned about, you know, you gotta trust the trust the driver that that they know what they're doing and where they're going. And you either like I said, you, just you have know, to figure the, it out. The other thing with with a movie that is, and I don't description maybe sounds too negative, but movies that are really dense, mm-hmm. right? dense in a layered way right where there's lots of information coming across and it's not like hello i'm doing exposition but like the way we use this color light Mm -hmm. the way we do the blocking Mm -hmm. right things are going on in the foreground things are going on in the background that are relevant right telling telling a story in depth with depth right dense there's a lot of information being conveyed yes like you have to pay attention yeah you, you you can't be just sort of cruising through the movie where they're gonna serve up sort of everything that you need yeah. like i would say 90 percent of marvel movies are like that mm-hmm. right where everything's more or less happening at the surface yeah right which is fine that's mm-hmm. It's totally that's totally a way of it's doing for the masses though it's built for the masses so that makes right sense. And, it, and it's like if you're watching at home you can be fiddling on your phone yeah right and you, you get everything that you need you could watch most of ahsoka on your phone right like, nobody's offended by pizza everybody everybody could right deal with pizza. but the, there's other pieces that are like the fountain where it's like yeah you absolutely have to commit yourself to every iota of the screen and what you're hearing and the the music and everything else yeah but you know ahsoka wasn't that that's fine so it goes how goes it not bad not bad Nice. Took the kid down to the gym, a uh, little, you know, the kid gymnasium with the uh, with Dana, and played in the foam pit and blah blah blah. Um, nice. Not exhausted yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How'd your Friday go? It's been a crazy week, and the Friday today did not disappoint. It kept in theme of the rest of the of the week. Oh man. Uh, so I'm so glad that um and it's funny because I was thinking like, oh you know what, I'm just gonna watch me some some movies and maybe have me a little something to sip on and I was too tired for even that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm too tired. I don't even want to waste a good sip of something, you know, if I'm gonna pass out anyway. Right, just pour me on the couch and right. <laughs> turn me over. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah, so Yeah, those days happen. Okay. 
I think we better get on this. <laughs> I think that's a good sign that we probably should just go ahead and get on this then. All right, let's uh let's do this. Huh. All right. Five, four, three, two. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Did you do wait, 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 wait. Abort. 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 <laughs> Abort. Abort. Okay. All right. So, did you listen to episode seven? We made some reference to something, and you you restarted the episode. <laughs> that that's what it was. That's what it was. Oh, uh, I hated to even do it, but it's just like no, it funny. I loved it. And it, it was, was it was perfect. And it was funny because when you were talking. When that was happening, you was describing it, and you did a countdown. I, as soon as you did that, I was like, oh, I know what I'm going to do right there. And it wasn't even <laughs> on purpose, but my mind was just kicked. As soon as you start counting down, I was like, you give us a countdown. So I'm going to start over again. Oh. Yeah, so, yeah, that was. That was... <laughs> Sometimes I'll just be laughing at myself. I'm like, you stupid. But I just as, like, as whatever. Someone, as someone that loves a good pun, and not just like the canned pun, which is mm-hmm. like, oh, they said the word. I'm going to do the this pun right? right if it's the genuine on the fly in conversation <laughs> pun yeah. if you can yeah. land those you land them right 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 uh, but yeah it, it, it threw me off for a second i was like what what are you <laughs> i'm like that is not a mistake <laughs> oh a little ahsoka's voice ahsoka <laughs> but yeah but yeah, I just want to mention that. I thought it was just funny. I thought like that's like I hate to do it because you know because of the flow. But then it was just like, when's the next time you gonna do like a countdown? <laughs> <laughs> right. So I was like, you gotta that's use cool. it while it's there. Right, right, right. All right. So five, four, three, two. Jay, I'm back again for another one, and tonight I have with me uh, Ryan, nerd extraordinaire. Nerd extraordinaire, how you be this <laughs> evening? Uh, yeah, uh, juiced up on uh, guava and orange juice, so my blood sugar is doing great right now. <laughs> oh boy! So, man, we find ourselves already at the last episode of Ahsoka season one. Uh, Dave has way too much fun with his episode titles. What was it? The Jedi, the Witch, and the Warlord? Yeah, the Warlord. And I, when yeah. I saw that, I was like, Dave, Dave, yeah. you having too much fun, buddy. That's it. It, it didn't. It didn't throw me off, but it was mm-hmm. like, I see you being cute, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> and plus, it's very fitting. It's very fitting. Right. Like, oh, I know all those archetypes. So that's pretty cool. And it was um, nicely directed by Rick. And I guess his, his last name is uh, Femuay. But he, he directed this movie I loved called Dope, about this inner city kid, and he's trying to get into college, and there's these geek kids at this cool school, and they got to kind of make it through the 
the situation of South Central LA, and it's, it's just really a great coming of age uh, yeah, movie. I, I remember the trailer for that. Right? If you haven't it, seen it, man, check it out. It, it is like the 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 smart kid mm-hmm. from the hood yes. trying to get out of the hood. Yes. Dealing with the hood. Yes, it was really really neat and it was done without being messy you know sometimes things can be demeaning but sometimes stuff have character and they don't necessarily be the greatest situation but you could do certain things and express certain things or show certain things without it being put in a bad light i thought it was like very smart slick entertaining fun good music great characters and very inventive i thought it was pretty inventive so it was, it was a cool movie and he also directed some episodes in The Mandalorian too, some ones that I like. So he, he's a good okay. director. So it's good to see that he came back. And, um, and you can kind of tell in the direction of this episode too, even though for the most part, all the directors are pretty consistent on the way the, the episode flows. But then sometimes you have ones that kind of do a little something a little bit different. In this one, simply because they're all very consistent yes. style sort of approach like there's pacing differences but i don't mm-hmm. feel like one of them's like oh wow this one is just wildly different like even yeah. episode five with the big sort of dream sequence yeah, yeah nothing yeah. really stands out so yeah. yeah i think rick did a very competent job with this episode i think if there's weaknesses it's the same weaknesses as most of the other episodes yeah right um yeah i i think like we were saying right before we actually started recording it was like there's a lot of action mm-hmm. but at the same time like i was like how many things actually sort of happen like plot wise emotional beat wise and there's not much right it feels like it moves really fast through everything i'll right? give it that because normally right? it doesn't yeah. drag yeah it doesn't drag yeah i'd say the action's pretty good mm-hmm. there's there's a couple bits where i was like ooh, i like that mm-hmm. um Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's, let's kind of go through it. Yeah, um, let's get into it. All right. So this episode starts off with um, the notification that you know the cargo is complete and they're you know pretty much ready to ship out. Right. And so you pretty much have the ship and you have Thrawn there and Morgan and Elspeth you know goes over to him and just kind of gives him the update. And I have to admit, like. I'm enjoying Thrawn and how, you know, you almost got to kind of read his responses. His responses are not typical of characters. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of interesting to see, you know, either his lack of a response and then the person who's speaking with him having a response to him and his lack of response, or yeah. his, which I think is pretty cool to see. And so seeing how things have been going so far, even his answer to Elspeth about having everything ready to go, you know, cause he's simply like, oh, well, I think we need more time, even though, and she's kind of like, like, okay, if you say so kind of thing. And it's just like, here's the pieces being moved and what will this add up to possibly? And then we also, in the same beginning, we get where the sisters get together and they want to give Morgan a gift and it's a makeover. Yeah, I liked this scene of her getting sort of her upgrade. Is this normally the process for them? That's how they get to look the way they look and all that? Or is it? I thought I it was just there. I don't their... think I, I, they're, they're... I haven't come across a thing where we see that process happening. Mm. Now, I haven't seen all of Clone Wars, mm. and 
definitely the Night Sisters are handled in more detail there. So it might have been something that was shown in Clone Wars, but I had not seen sort of this ritual slash ceremony of her. I, I think she becomes a mother. I, I could yes. be wrong. She might just because they be refer elevated. to her as being a sister, like being one of them, like a yes. refer to her as a sister, and I, I believe they called it a gift of shadows. Is what they bestowed on her. Yes, that sounds about right. So she she gets an upgrade. They burn some green fire into her face and her eyes yeah. go dark and like all that sort of stuff and she starts to take on the same sort of complexion mm -hmm. and sort of dark spots over the face i thought it was cool and you know usually you get heroes that are you know asked to make big commitments to things mm -hmm. right and I think these two scenes kind of are close to each other in, in, in sort of the timeline of the episode, but Morgan basically gives herself over to the coven, right? To become yeah. a mother, right? It's very yeah. clear. It's like, this is a one-way thing. Like, they, there's costs to this, right? Power yeah. isn't free, right? They don't, they don't say that, but they say that, right? right. Because they're basically saying, and, like, you saying goodbye to your old life, and you're going to accept uh -huh. this new one. It's almost like a baptism. Yeah. Like, you, yeah, you yeah. will be it changed. Really felt, yeah, it, it really felt on par with that. And then, I don't know if it's the same scene or right after, but I know later, we also get Thrawn's night troopers basically volunteering to go down and defend the tower. Yeah. And like at one hand, it's like okay, they're they're all volunteers for this action. Okay, they're going to hold the line. Yeah. But we realize later what they're really volunteering for. Yes. With the Night Sister magic, which was like there it is. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Interesting to see the bad guys, as it were, being the ones to put themselves on the line mm -hmm. for Morgan. It's not for Thrawn. It's for the Night Sisters, but it's to defend Thrawn to allow the Night Sisters to get out. And it's Thrawn's night troopers that are putting themselves on the line for Thrawn to get out. Yeah, because it was interesting because Thrawn's like, you know, kind of like, who are they? And Elspeth was like, you know, those are the volunteers. They're volunteers for you. And he said, not for me, for the, for Empire. the Empire. I'm like, wow. Wow. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. Okay, I got you. I got that, you. That that's so that is very much Thrawn. Okay. So one of one of the things that makes Thrawn so likable. He's the villain. He's the villain, but mm -hmm. he, he has very likable qualities just like we were talking with like Balin, right? There's aspects of sort of his presence and persona that's like, oh, that's that that sounds cool. Um, but somewhere, I think it was in the, like one of the first Thrawn books in the old legacy stuff, they come across Luke Skywalker's damaged, like X-Wing and they're like, Hey, Thrawn's like, Hey, tractor beam that X-Wing and bring it in. And Luke, like basically jury rigs his hyperdrive to break loose. Mm -hmm. Right. And so in the empire there's all this thing where it's like if someone fucks up they're dead right right and so thrawn's like all right well let's go down to like the the um 
the tractor beam area and find out what went wrong right goes down talks to to the ensign the ensign's like well he seemed to do this so i tried this all other thing and this other thing but that didn't work and da 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 and it was like hmm interesting all right none of those things should have worked and then he turns to the ensign's superior and like asked about his training process and it was like oh we never co- covered these contingencies da 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 and thrawn's like well it's your fault then it's not the ensign's fault right the ensign actually tried to improvise okay right that's that's okay. initiative but you didn't train him right okay you're going to train him right i he, he might have made it you know executed him or whatever but it was this idea of like accountability where accountability is supposed to be that makes sense to something that i didn't quite understand later on there's a situation where somebody is sent to task they they tried to do something and they failed and he yes. made a note i think what he said was note their names right as in like mark their names and add it to you know the list of people that died in combat i thought you mentioned something about their leaders either he's like hey they died doing their duty you know mm. mark their names either he's giving them respect in that way or if it's the way you heard it where it's like hey clearly demote to whoever their training officer is yeah. that's still the same thing of like yeah. i either respect the person or yeah. i hold the person responsible for them accountable because he de- I definitely took it as him being you know thought it was right on that that they tried but they failed because i think it was the tie fighters who didn't yes. respond back mm-hmm. and he wasn't like upset with them but he almost like failed you know like note that it put that on the commander that's why i thought it was kind of weird like why did he mentioned them what did they have to do with it but and that's like a good leader and that's and that's somebody kind of reading the truth of the room versus trying to be in feelings because a lot of times our anger and our um feelings about something um or is with the wrong situation right sometimes we're blaming the person and not the system mm-hmm. you know blaming the worker that can't do anything but it's like who's telling them to do you know the rules are in line to make that a problem it's not they're yeah. just following what they're supposed to do it the, the and, problem and is not on them necessarily it's, it could be on the situation the, yeah. the rules and, the setup thrawn is definitely a systematic leader yeah i thought that's really really nice and it's also kind of also probably keeps everybody on their toes because you cannot have a fall guy because he will see past that and know <laughs> to give it to you and yeah. not not the person you pushed out in front and try to put it on the innocent person or the person who's a you know like this whole system can't be falling apart because this little piece here when you steered the piece or you directed the piece it, accountability starts at the top and which right. is it's total opposite of our world and our society it's the opposite it's like the bottom gets blamed for what the top is doing Uh it's it's, it's amazing i think good leadership quality that thrawn has and we see it in some of the previous episodes with six and seven right Mm -hmm. when when he shows up in the way that he's talking to morgan Mm -hmm. because functionally it's thrawn's explaining to the audience his thought process right Yeah, yeah but it's taken as sort of he's teaching her he's mentoring her a little bit right mm-hmm. and and thrawn thrawn is always looking for people that are looking to better themselves and so if they're willing to put in the effort he's willing to teach 
yeah. right? Which well, again is a rare quality in sort of yeah. a lot of real world sort of authority figures. Like when you get actual mentors like that, you hold on to them. Uh, yeah. It's just too bad he's a, working for the fucking empire. <laughs> <laughs> right right um, and, and i love how he doesn't move out of fear like he'll know what something is and he he's he respects it and try to almost steer it onto itself versus trying necessarily you know what i mean it's almost like the respectable thing like i'd rather outwit you than to just take you out taking you out is too easy i can use you to take your own self out i like this this type of villain i haven't seen it quite done like this and um uh, there's a there's a quote by napoleon that is never interrupt an enemy when they're making a mistake <laughs> dang okay i love it this is one of my favorite I love sort it. of strategic quotes well his biopic coming out <laughs> soon so you know <laughs> oh that's out. right yeah coming out that's soon. right um but the the other interesting thing when morgan gets her upgrade from the mothers yeah is they summon a sword for her the blazing green sword the blade of Talzin. <laughs> yeah i was like all right whatever cool name sure is that and real like is it the dark sword I, I don't know okay so that that might be just like they so the night sisters can summon stuff okay that that is a thing that's established like even in jedi fallen order mm -hmm. uh was it not fallen order the second one jedi survivor Mm -hmm. Right, uh, God, I can't remember her name, uh, but Cal's night sister friend companion, she's able to like summon daggers and stabs and stuff like that when she's fighting. Mm -hmm. Um, so that didn't throw me off, um, but it's clearly meant to be like a badass sword, and of yeah. course, it's wreathed in green flame, night sister flame, and it allows her to eventually fight against a lightsaber with a non lightsaber opens up some possibility when we get to that fight scene i yeah. got positive things to say okay um okay um it's funny when i saw it i was like that's interesting i think there's a lot of stuff going on here with magic and stuff that kind of tripped me out because i'm not usually associate those things with star wars so i thought it was kind of interesting just some of the stuff that was kind of going on and, and, and behind the scenes stuff that probably was happening but i never seen before so the, the sword and for it to be that type of sword and everything but it was cool and also the first thing i thought is like finally does actress get to flex and do what she does for real because she's right. really a martial artist so i'm like okay so because it's almost like i thought it was interesting and very restrained that i was like okay she got skills in real life and the fact that they're not using her like that i think that's very interesting but as soon as i saw her get her little handy dandy you know green glowing sword i was like oh it's on okay now she gets to flex the actress yeah you know even god it was only a few weeks ago. I think it was right before even you told me that she is Bruce Lee's goddaughter. Yeah, Diana like, Lee in Ahsoka. Right. I had no clue, even from when she showed up in the the Mandalorian episode with Ahsoka and mm -hmm. had that that amazing fight. I was just like, oh, all right, she knows what she's doing. Like it just sort of slipped under my radar. But like looking at the fight scene later that she's in, it's yeah. like, oh yeah, okay, now it clocks there was good stuff in that fight scene and it was clearly her i thought the same thing too it's like ahsoka she's doing fine but it's something when you have somebody who really know what they're doing going against it it's like she's not keeping up when we yeah. get to the fight scene okay nice thing to say um and then just uh back on the the tie fighter thing so if i had one one quibble one quibble with thrawn's reaction to the news that his ties got shot down because mm -hmm. what 
that they, they reported back before they were destroyed mm-hmm. that they made contact and that they were attacking Ahsoka's, you know, ship. Mm-hmm. And then here's nothing else, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of assumption being made that the ship was taken out. Yes. Right? That mm-hmm. that is the thing, is like you don't you don't know, Thrawn. So just a sideline of like keep four TIE fighters on standby until we are in orbit, mm-hmm. just in case her ship has not been destroyed. Right? Mm-hmm. That's it. Because yeah. then Thrawn's covering bases. Because man, we saw what two TIE fighters could do. Mm-hmm. Four TIE fighters or more, right? Not those pithy little uh snub fighters from the hyperspace ring right that didn't manage to shoot down ahsoka's ship mm-hmm. um but if it was you know a swarm of tie fighters be screwed so yeah. just him covering that base right mm-hmm. the air approach would have been nice but it's kind of a minor quibble back before the tie fighters actually do their attack we get sort of ahsoka and sabine and ezra and they're just slow rolling with the bug people right and why are you slow rolling with the bug people? Why? Why? Why are you I, I, slow rolling? I was I was wondering the same. You, you should thing. fucking go to Thrawn immediately. Right. It'd be one thing if it's like I do a quick scene of Ezra saying bye-bye and go. And you could tell how important that really was because after everything kind of went down the way it did, they went without him anyway. So that it goes to show how right. that wasn't really a factor. Like what were they gonna do exactly? I think the writers are trying to find a way to have the outcome of their ship gets taken out. So they have to do the ground approach, Mm -hmm. right? Because if you just play out the alternate scenario where their ship is functional, well, we don't get the cool tower approach thing, blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, So they found a way to take out a soak ship. Yep, and without without everyone getting killed, and then also the timing was was very, I guess, good, because uh, during that time Ezra was working on a new lightsaber, and then we also got a chance to have oh, him, yeah. have him have a conversation that. with uh, Hu Yang, and they kind of give uh, information is teased about how old he is. Cause I remember you told me oh, he's yeah. older than Yoda, so that was kind of teased because he's like, "So how old is you?" And, and then he didn't really give the answer, uh-huh. but he kind of suggested <laughs> that he's been there for a long time. And a matter of fact, when he when when Ezra told him who taught him, you know, how to make you know a saber lightsaber, he said, "I trained him." I taught him, and, and then all, and then checked them talking about the type of kid he was, right? So that's how. <laughs> so like, he was. I'm he was, at least old enough to know right. your master when, when he, he was, a, was kid. a kid, right? right. So he kind of like make his lightsaber, exactly. and it's like Ezra's whole thing is he's trying to build, and this isn't explicit until later, where he's trying to build a lightsaber and he's basing it off. Kanan's design, mm-hmm. right? Which is why I can't get this emitter to get to a like fit line up. Right, and right. then extra Ku Yang is yep. like, oh, well, here's the same piece, yep, piece. the master used just in case. for his emitter, mm-hmm. kept a backup, and yep. it fits for Ezra's lightsaber because he's basing it off of Kanan's design. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a nice moment of like another and, master apprentice. Yeah. And it's heard more than one purpose. It gave some backstory about two characters at the same time. And also during that, that conversation and talk, because Ezra's like, you know, 
happy with finished with the the piece and stuff and then he's about to ask um sabine about her and her training and sabine kind of just disappeared and left right and he and he asked who yang like you know what's up with them two and then we finally get some backstory on the situation and it's funny because it would have kind of lent to have the information before like when she's trapped and she's dealing with Anakin and you wonder what's uh -huh. this conversation is about. And she was afraid of Sabine possibly be turning dark and like, mm -hmm. like, you know, and like kind of pieced it together, but it would have been nice to kind of have this before that to kind of understand what she was kind of going through. Cause I knew she, okay. You knew she'd been through some horrific stuff and you knew that she had some abandonment issues and all that kind of stuff. But like I said, their conversation, their dealings didn't quite tie for me for whatever reason. But when that was said about how she's being afraid and kind of backed off of her, cause she didn't know if she's going to turn and she's, you know, gun shy of the fact that people that's close to her turning, uh -huh. potential jedi's turning i uh -huh. love that okay cool say that say that 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 would have been that would have been great that that give, it lines us, up together give it, us that in episode parallel. one or two exactly exactly Let us play through that whole thing and the you know question. what if they would have had that conversation huyang and ahsoka, and ahsoka when she was training her in that room and they left and remember she didn't talk to her and they was kind of uh -huh. talking around each other and then she went into the cockpit and they was kind of talking back and forth and still not saying anything but she's talking why wasn't that said then you know ahsoka uh -huh. you know you was afraid to continue on and i wish that you could have you know wish you could have spoke to her and and you know not have been afraid of what could potentially have happened because of what happened to you and yours something and so when she had to face anakin later Okay, I know what this is about. And I already knew it was about the Padawan and the and the Master. I knew that already, but not how it tied in with Sabine. Cause it was just like, she just, she just left. You didn't know right. she just left because of personal reasons or whatever, but that just added so much more. And I just kind of wish that would have been a conversation said. And the funny thing about it was this, this still didn't come out of Ahsoka's mouth. It still came out of so it still came out of somewhere else, but I'll take it because I didn't get it nowhere else. But I still didn't even get this from Ahsoka, and it still yeah. wasn't discussed between them two, even though she goes outside and and they talk and have a conversation out there. Well, so I agree with all the like it should have been brought up before. Within this episode, the scene of Ezra with Sabine watching as he's building the lightsaber and then he turns, hey, and she's gone. Yeah. And then she's out talking with Ahsoka. So her, Sabine, running away from an uncomfortable thing with yes. Ezra, mm -hmm. right? Her still maybe not quite quite on the same page with Ahsoka. Like, Ahsoka's much more like, hey, this was sort of like my bad. I was holding back, blah, 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 blah. They're trying to set up for Sabine later in the episode to make her choice because she's going to have to choose between going with Ezra mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. standing with Ahsoka. Right. 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 And they're trying to make it so that we genuinely question which one she'll do. Right. <laughs> right. And I, I, so remember when we were doing uh, Wakanda forever and I was like, I don't buy series like, mm -hmm. Ooh, is she, is she going to kill Namor? Is she going to go for revenge? And I'm like, no, she's not mm -hmm. like, she's not. It just, I never bought it. Right. Right. Same I, yeah. with this episode, didn't think Sabine was going to go back. 
I thought when we get to that big thing where like they're at the bridge and she gets Ezra across, mm-hmm. I thought she was going to go with him. I did, but I she did didn't. Too. Yeah, I did too. But I did think it was, it was, it was that struggle about that being a thing was, was heavy. Um, but then that could just been because of her making her decision in that moment, not knowing there was another decision behind that one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she knew she was going to have to make that decision. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't like with the map, right? Mm -hmm. Like her and Ahsoka had the conversation at the ship of like, can I trust you to do the right thing? And it's like, uh, I'm not, you know, don't worry. It'll be fine. Her avoiding the whole thought process. Right. There was no setup of, ahsoka in this episode having to they didn't foreshadow this choice Mm -hmm. of her letting ezra go and sticking to help ahsoka instead so yeah all the other things about dude they should have set up what was the actual tension between her and ahsoka with their master apprentice thing way earlier blah, blah 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 but at least the work they did in this episode to set up sabine and her choice i think worked yeah, well, I'm glad they just didn't just brush over it, but they did kind of touch. So when Sabine went out and Ahsoka's outside on top of the ship, they do have a slight conversation about her choices and she wasn't mad at her. She had more of an empathetic feeling about it. So she's like, you know, like, I I, I, I know, you know, basically, and I'm not holding it against you, basically. Like, I understand it had to be a hard decision and stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool and not typical because normally it's this whole thing but i dug how it was handled as far as her understanding i feel like at this point especially since well if you haven't watched the episode already i can't imagine you've watched the episode already dear listener so (laughs) ahsoka doesn't leave she stays behind and so now we have balin who seems to be a healthy master with Shin, and we've got Ahsoka, a healthy master with Sabine. Granted, you know, Balin and Shin are split up, but whatever. It's like now we actually have two healthy master apprentice relationships. It's it's unheard of in Star Wars. Yeah. But yeah, so the ties they shot down the ship, which means, of course, as I guessed, they're gonna have to do the ground assault and they're gonna have to fight their way up the tower. Mm-hmm. And we get the whole setup of like the troops, the night troops are going down to the tower and they're going to be the the frontline defense and i think for the most part the combat sequence that works the assault on the tower works fairly well one of the things that they could have done to just make it a little better was setting the playing board because we didn't really know the layout of the tower Right. right we know mm-hmm. the sabine like left on the ground mm-hmm. right so we kind of vaguely like the whole gate in the entryway area we didn't really understand where that was it was yeah. all a little bit disjointed when sabine left right they're, they're like clearly in a big room when she gets on the platypus wolf right yeah and then she goes out but we don't really understand that, that physical location coherently and then there's a bunch of stairs with doors that's not set up that's the first time we see the staircases and the doors and then we get that middle room with that has a hollow projector and then we get the top of the tower which has the hollow projector and like you kind of 
vaguely assume the middle room's in the middle of the tower, and then there's stairs. So, so the layout of the tower wasn't laid out ahead of time. It wasn't, and if I found myself kind of curious because I couldn't tell if they was on a ship yet or not. <laughs> I couldn't tell, so I'm like, it's, are they, how close are they? It's like, wow, that looks like the same sort of yes. black stone material. It must be inside the tower? Right, like I couldn't tell exactly how close they were. Because you could have had a very short, quick scene. And again, if you want to do the whole like Thrawn's kind of mentoring slash teaching Morgan, mm -hmm. it's like he's explaining the strategy and it's maybe after Captain Enoch has like set up the troops, right? right. And so it's like the volunteers are going down to the bottom floor. They're going to set up an ambush in mm -hmm. that room, turn it into a kill box. We got all the spiral staircases with four blast doors going all the way up. We can yep. close those, which they don't. Mm -hmm. They don't close the blast doors. They let the good guys close them after them. They and use the force to hold it open. You say, this is where I want you to be waiting in case they get through the kill box. Da -da -da -da. And then up at the top, we'll have whatever last minute defenses. We'll have our two death troopers up at the top and maybe a couple snipers, right? You set up. Right. all the things the heroes have to get through right he pulls off what he wants to pull off but it seemed kind of messy the way it was done because it, I, it wasn't clear how it was working out like it worked out in his favor right but it i would have liked to see it didn't feel tight yeah i'd like to tight. see how that happened because i was more confused and i was thinking like oh that's slick like right. you said, if you just set the kill box, like I said, that would have made sense. And that gave like little trappings for the situation versus I'm just confused. I don't know where, I just know people are fighting and doing stuff and I don't know how it, how it ties into the clock that's ticking that we're running out of time. If they had had, like the heroes have to realize that there's a clock. Mm -hmm. So they have to get their ass moving, right? Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, they find out the clock is ticking, right? Either like the the hyperspace ring like flies maybe not directly over them but like over near the horizon and they're like oh shit they're bringing it down now we need to go right apparently thrawn's engines are too damaged he can't make it up into orbit but that means it's coming to pick him up now we gotta go we're out of right. time right. The clock starts running you cut between them getting their wolf platypuses mm. hauling ass to captain enoch going down through the tower yeah. double checking all the defenses that they've set up right. so now we know where everything is and we now we know everything is raged against them when it comes to the bottom room which should be a kill box did yeah. not set it up as a kill box yeah right yeah it, like okay you're not gonna barricade the doors yeah. Okay, don't barricade the doors because you want them to get in so then you can kill them, right? You want to maximize firepower. If, and this might be one of those things, if like they, they don't want it to be this brutal of a combat, but I would have them set up an E-Web repeating blaster, which is basically a Star Wars machine gun. The Empire would have that. You set it up on the stairs. You set up, you know, a sand, sandbag barricade around it. Mm -hmm. You get all the stormtroopers not up on the stairs right because right? they come into the room and then the troopers come in no 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 all yeah. the troopers are in in cover ready to open fire from go right and then you take it to the next level you have them come through oh shit the e-web opens up maybe it kills one of the platypus wolves they scatter for cover which is where 
on either side of the door in one of the little alcoves where you would go and seek cover, Captain Enoch had them put claymores. <laughs> like, yeah. you, you make it a death trap so that yeah. they're surviving it becomes yeah. all the more crazy and impressive. And like, I, to their favor, it felt like by the time Ahsoka got up to the top for the last fight, she was tired. Yeah. yeah. Right? She was slow. But they didn't make the Imperials, and this is our problem with Wakanda Forever, is they didn't make the Imperials feel extra competent, right? Which right. if they're competent and the heroes overcome them, then the heroes are just that much more competent, right? right. The thing is, we, we had the time for it, for sure. But then also, okay, so after the TIE fighter attack and they're destroyed, we get a scene of Thrawn being notified that the TIE fighters had a successful attack. Mm -hmm. We don't hear from him anymore. And he asked like, what was that, you know, what was the outcome? And he was like, you know, and they told him like, okay, we found them, they attacked, but we don't hear from them. And that's when he was saying like, that's an acceptable outcome. Like they did their mission. And what he had said to him in response was like, even though he said it was an acceptable outcome for them, the TIE fighters, he said to mark their captain for citation. There it is. Yep, mark them for citation. Right. Because they, they died in combat doing their job. Okay. So with that, it had been time to set something up or prepare. And they knew they were on their way. And so instead of just throwing something out like that, especially when you know as strategic he is, he know like just a straightforward attack with Ahsoka and the, or any Jedi's because he know how they are. It right. seems like it seems like it would be unlikely. Like he would. Other times he's played them against themselves. Though it's almost like keep that consistent. You can't just be, you know, strategic for the front door, but you leave the back door open. That's you, you kind of right. got to keep the same energy both places. So I thought and, it was kind of interesting. And even even having just a small side comment of like we're gonna keep the death troopers in like a small squad on the top of the tower because just because they're coming on foot i don't trust them to not have some way to scale the outside of the tower and bypass all our troops and our traps because yeah. they're goddamn jedi and you never know right right um that's how you've been dealing with them the whole time even when right. everybody's thinking like that's weird like i know what i'm dealing with like you right like he was concerned like i said I, and i loved it and it wasn't like fear but it was almost respect of the situation like yes. if this falls it's not because i underestimated you like you exactly. can win that's fine right. but I, I i'm not gonna give it to you and act like I, I don't know who i'm dealing with either right and and like the doors i mean, this this may sound stupid and petty but like they left all the doors there's multiple blast doors from the mm -hmm. bottom floor up to the middle section that were open and that and the thing we're skipping is that they kill everyone on the bottom they, they kill all the night troopers and they're like okay now we gotta go up the tower and da 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 and then the mothers activate their magic and they reanimate all those troopers and they start zombieing themselves up and it's like here we go and darkness falls across the land the midnight hour is close at hand 
part of me was excited, part of me was confused, and part of me was like, okay, along with the blazing sword and the other stuff, it's just uh -huh. like, and the magic, it's like, what am I, what am I watching? What is <laughs> Watch this? Star Wars. Right. <laughs> like, I okay. will say this, this is a very Star Warsy episode. Star like, Warsy, new Star Warsy? Or what no, do you mean? like, come on! It like the the Jedi have always been fucking space wizards. So like, we got some space witches without like, the evidence of it. Then okay, because it's new they're, and you're not more, used to the Night Sister shenanigans. They're I can more see it being David like, what Blaine. the fuck is happening? The Jedi, the space wizards that I'm used to is more David Blaine and less Chris Angel. Uh huh. <laughs> you yes. know, it's way more magicy magic. Yes, it right? is. Yeah, it's way yes. more magicy magic. Yeah, so they, yeah. they reanimate the night troopers that was their actual sacrifices they were going to be willing yeah. to be reanimated and kind of like you're probably going to die and then we're going right. to reanimate you right we're straight and thriller they're, up in there they're, yeah they're kind of a threat but they're also zombies like if they played up the horror aspect more yeah i think it might have worked a little bit better but it's also like this is this is disney star wars and mm -hmm. like you can't you get a little bit of it where like later when sabine's fighting the death trooper like right. part of his mask is off right. and it's like you don't really see it but it's like clearly he's a corpse yeah it, it's it's more for a cool zombie than it is a scary zombie and to be honest i don't see i think they were just as effective as zombie as they were when they were alive to the point where they even grabbing people and, and trying to choke them out. So, right? so some of them they, were they actually even, like competent. they can even do that, right? They can even some do that when shooting. they were alive. Yeah, yeah. So to me, I think they were better dead because at least if they got knocked <laughs> down and shot, they would get back up again. Right. You know, because how do you get rid of them? How you stop them? They're moving just yeah. as slow. They had to aim just as bad. Like I said, I've never seen no trooper grab anybody before. So they got a lot further than the traditional alive um, troopers we normally deal with. Even yeah, they walked with a limp. Yeah, well, and that's the th they didn't <laughs> they were undead, but they weren't extra scary. Yeah. Right? They weren't an extra threat. Right. Um but yeah, and then they're they're going up the stairs and like I was thinking if I didn't want them getting in, I could close all those blast doors and instead the heroes go through the blast door and then close it on the zombie troopers. Eventually the zombie troopers blow a hole in it. They got explosives. Whatever. But like having it where they have to cut their way through a blast door while they're being attacked. Right. And then like one of the things I was thinking about was like Sabine is really fucking smart. Mm -hmm. Right. We see that with the map. Right. She's really good with tech. Mm -hmm. And I would have loved it if like they get through the first door. They cut their way through. And they realize oh, shit. There's a second door. They cut their way through the second door. And as they go through, she pauses to see where the control panel is mm -hmm. she's like got it left side and they run up to the third door and instead of them cutting their way through the the blast door yeah. she goes over to the side and cut th cuts through the back of the panel because she knows it's on the left side yeah. cuts through the back of it reaches in fiddles some wires and opens it in like three seconds right yeah. where it's like oh she's adapting to the situation she realizes like it's the same door every time the controls on the left side yeah. if i just bypass this like something that's not just hey we're gonna close the door in the zombies it just yeah and then also instead of that creative way of showing how smart and strategic she is instead they had a scene where they had ahsoka letting her know to go ahead and use telling sabine to use her blaster and i'm thinking like why would she have to tell her to use her blaster in this situation 
What? I read it as like, you're not going to block those blasters yet. Right? Mm -hmm. Because she hasn't got her connection with the force yet. Right? And it's one thing to be like, look, you're going to be way more effective if you are offensive and shooting with your blasters. You've got Mandalorian armor. Just fucking shoot. I think she gave her good information. I'm just thinking, why would she figure that out for herself is my point. That would have been a better character moment. I would think that she would have, if we talk about how smart she is, I'm saying she shouldn't have to be told to use her blasters in that situation. Right. I I don't think it's wrong that, of course, if she's not using them, yeah, hey, hey, pull it out. But if you, if that's your thing, why aren't you doing that? And so I- And also just having her just say a thing like, this is not a time for defense and put the lightsaber away if and you, put yeah. out the blasters and just bah, 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 yeah, bah, or bah, something bah. if you if you want to make it you know make it like lighter situation yeah but really she shouldn't have to tell her to do that one that's her thing and two she she should read the room yeah and but, so another even thing with that that initial kill room mm-hmm. was and, and this is you have to reach back into the previous episode where they have the big fight with yeah. shin and all the other night troopers blah 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 they beat all the the night troopers, right? And they right. beat a bunch of them. Twice. So, <laughs> twice. So you could set it up where it's like even even in that fight, have one of the 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 night troopers, the stormtroopers, like throw a grenade. So like it's established they have grenades. Mm-hmm. So I can totally see Sabine looting all their corpses. And just having a satchel full of fucking grenades. And so when they get ambushed, she's like ah, here, I got your your friend's toys, setting one of the grenades to explode and then chucking the whole satchel to a giant group of stormtroopers, mm-hmm. right? Like at the big riot in Andor, just boom! And that makes sense too. That would show thinking ahead. And then also what kind of... um give you a reason for them not to keep coming at him because they did come at him because they showed him you know closing the the door and then behind it kind of groaning and stuff but yeah that would have been clean because they wasn't never going to stop and they probably would have figured a way in so that would have cleared the board to be like you're not coming back regardless yeah yeah um you know they have what is it um sensitivity readers mm -hmm. right where it's like you know you're some white straight male author and you're you've got a bunch of minority characters right you know uh different ethnicities different religions uh right. or the whole thing is like okay now i should go take this draft and put it in front of some people from those groups and mm-hmm. give me feedback so i'm not being fucking racist right so mm-hmm. i i can control tone they need like a make your character slightly smarter sensitivity reader right <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is called good writers well there's lots of readers can definitely go on sort of an emotional level and the sensitivity level but like the sort of the tactical thinking thing Mm -hmm. like it's not everyone's wheelhouse right yeah but yeah i felt like they could have smartened up both sides of the engagement and still have it totally followable by everyone but we're dealing with the writer of the characters and who have displayed these things in another medium so it's not like the dad don't know their child that's the weird part. Now, if you're out your wheelhouse and you have somebody from the street that's like, oh, I never did this before. Want to have a try? Come on in. And you need somebody to kind of touch up your fight scenes or touch up this kind of stuff. Then, yeah, you have that person. But this is the actual person who created them and who has dealt with them. And like, if anybody had any kind of like, oh, that's a good pull, it would be him. Right? Eh? Okay. Eh? 
I don't know. I, if it had a different writer, it'd be different. But I think even a different writer would be almost throwing some extra stuff up in there. I, I don't know. We, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. Because really, I think sometimes the lack of that stuff comes from, and this is with even like we were saying, even if it was like talking about a, a character that was a different race, what those people are doing, like I said, the sensitivity readers, what they're doing is knowing more about that person or that culture, that little details that could be used to be pulled into right. the reasons why and how things move, you know, the little nuances that's not there. For a show and a setting about war, yeah, maybe, maybe get a tired general <laughs> i don't know i'm yeah. just like hey. well, watch the history channel or something but something right? but you know but, it, whatever yeah, yeah. It, it is what it, it is they it, they didn't have all the extra it didn't make it bad it just made it sometimes in the moment and sometimes later like well wait a minute what why aren't you uh what yeah right it doesn't it didn't yeah. for me like ruin the whole thing at all no but it was just like eh, it could have been better it could have been better it, it just it, i guess i guess without style of it and it's just like a room full of bad guys you just i just started noticing how ahsoka was just kind of flipping her lightsabers you left, know, right, she, left right left right, right, left right. you know just yeah. kind of like you know like like she's counting them or something like you know and i think it could have been shot or it could have been set in a certain kind of way where it didn't feel like oh she's getting tired and i'm getting tired of seeing her getting tired like she's earning it so it's not like she's gonna be fresh with, with that slew of bad guys but it was just i don't know i think it could have been like i said if, if it was some kind of other thing that like you said the blocking and getting them trapped in here some kind of strategic kind of thing that we could feel tense about versus like okay how long are we gonna be in this yeah. room it would have felt different it could be the, the same the, thing the tension but, but felt tension different feel there right so to see them going through all like, that emotion it was just kind of getting monotonous a little bit and you know with with her fight with morgan especially when she gets finally to the top of the tower like both of them i know we're not jumping ahead but like they both look tired but i would have yeah. loved to have seen all, all the way from them getting through the gate in the tower all the way up of just this is hard yes right mm -hmm. of like the first time they get through that blast door just yeah. a moment like it and it gets kind of cheated because they get jumped by more zombie troopers yeah yeah right but just a moment of them going like <sighs> right okay right. catching my breath and then it's like oh they're putting a bomb on the other side we gotta go we gotta go right mm -hmm. just have them be more haggard right yeah. like not not because they're old but just like fighting's fucking hard yeah right? it, it makes it more dramatic when you're running out of gas that reminds me of obi-wan right? and maul's like a pit bull like he's pacing uh, sitting there meditating and just you know like getting ready for the right? next Qui -Gon's, round yeah. bygones like calming down back under control yeah but yeah maul's the yeah. caged yeah. animal like, and obi-wan's just like open the gate yeah 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 open yeah, the yeah. gate open the gate oh, and the gate's opening he runs through he doesn't he, make it like yeah it had so much more energy to it right yeah. and Everybody it's like that way of dealing with being the like situation. the clock is ticking the clock is yeah. ticking mm -hmm. yeah it just it yeah. could have been cranked up yeah right yeah. like going to like rogue one mm -hmm. the whole ground battle and the space battle it's cranked up the yeah. whole time and if anything it keeps cranking up more and more right right so yeah but it wasn't bad no it wasn't bad i'll say that it was not bad yeah, they go up the tower and i think yeah. morgan's waiting for in the middle room right well, yeah but before that what we have is morgan goes to thrawn and saying we're ready to leave 
And Thrawn tells her that, that we need more time and sends her to pretty much to go fight the Jedi's. Yeah. And basically, it's for her to die. And you could tell that she knows it. Because he, he says we need more time. She's thinking like, we don't need more time. We can go now. Oh, no, we need more time. And you can see how he's just looking straight face. And she's kind of looking into his eyes like, you know, as you wish. You know what I mean? But but you could tell that she's kind of like, uh. I feel like Morgan was kind of like, if this, would, if this is what it takes, then this is what it takes. Now, they could have set it up where like, their feeling under the gun because like if, if it had been like oh shit there's ahsoka and the other two coming across the plains and we're getting ready to do our bombardment mm-hmm. it's like and then you point up to the sky and like the the hyperspace ring is just coming down mm-hmm. right because i think at that point it already like started the docking process yeah and then it's like well what do you mean we don't have time like we're docked like, why do we not have more time? If they had been like, we have to spool up the things to the da 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 okay. Yeah. But if it was visually like, we can see it, it's still not here yet, and they are here. We need more time. I, then emotionally, it lands better, I think. I took that they were ready to go. Go kill and them. They, and that's why she said that. I think that they could have took off. I think that he was playing chess, Thrawn's playing chess, he knew that I cannot turn my back on Ahsoka. I can't turn my back on her. Even if we're ahead, we're not ahead because she's still a factor. Right. You need to go and take care of this. And it's going to cost you. I think he knew that she wasn't going to She knew She knew that she was either going to die or get left behind. Right. But what he wasn't going to do is turn his back and have her out there. So I need somebody to at least keep her busy while right. we take off because there ain't no way no matter how far how close everything is she's gonna be on my butt i know her i know her kind i know her people i know her master i know her master (laughs) i know her master so i think it was that and i think that morgan knew that and she that's why she kind of like she didn't go against it but it seemed like the expression on her face she kind of knew like she's gonna get left behind or die like she knew that that's what he was saying even though he didn't say that i think she knew the the situation and kind of paused and accepted it and did what she had to do, which was cool. Yeah. You know, um, because like I said, he didn't have to yell at her. He didn't have to order her or be messy. No. He just kind of like, you know, it was, it's interesting to see like somebody's respecting somebody, even when they know what that means. You know, you usually see so many people either like no conflict with what they're saying and, and they just do it. And, and sometimes that seems kind of crazy. Like, oh, they're just a dummy and they're just doing whatever and they don't know any better. But to see people who are smart and reading the room and still going with that anyway, because mm-hmm. of respect or, the, you know, I, I love that. That's the same thing I saw with Shin and Balin. Like uh-huh. even when stuff start questioning, okay, but you see in my face that I'm not understanding or I might have conflict, but yet and still, I'm still gonna move because you told me to. And I love that versus just like, okay, boss. Okay, okay, master. So yeah. I like that. It's like, oh, I know what this means. Okay, as you wish. You can see why Thrawn is a threat, not just tactically and strategically, but yeah. his leadership style, right? Yes. Where you can see why he would be able to reanimate the remains of the <laughs> the Imperial Remnant. So she's down waiting for Ahsoka when the three of them get up the stairs and all the doors that weren't closed. Yep. <laughs> and Ahsoka's like, you two, go on without me. I'm mm-hmm. going to have a badass fight, which she does. Yeah. Um, 
And so now I will say nice things about the fight and Morgan's sword. How about it? So, as I mentioned, one, they both look progressively more tired because they go and they fight all the way up to the top of the tower, blah, blah, blah. But, like, they actually look tired. Two, I seem to recall a couple episodes where we were like, I was like, oh, you know, all these fights, you don't see people flinching away, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, I thought I was safe. Oh, shit, right? Sort of flinching, mm-hmm. right? It's one thing where it's like, oh, I just dodge out of the way, right? There's a difference between, oh, I saw it coming and I dodge, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, shit, right? You almost didn't see it, and you barely get out of the way when they're up on the top of the tower there's specifically a point where morgan like flinches back because she didn't read the strike right and she barely gets out of the way and the just the fight felt more dangerous in a way mm-hmm. right it didn't feel like one two three four five six seven eight and swing and swing right it it felt more like a fight yeah it so did. i i i bought it a lot more and the finishing move wasn't cheated. I love being able to see what kind of went with that move. Oh yeah, you Ooh, that was actually dope. see a soaker that was take dope. Out. I was I impressed. I did appreciate that. Take your sword, cut you, cut with mine. That was nice. Um, it was nice. And then <laughs> for all the sword nerds in the gallery, they gave her a single-edged blade, right? It's not a double-edged blade, single-edged blade. It's not a katana, if anything. I'd call it closer to like a, a, a Chinese Dao, a DAO for anyone Googling at home, Chinese Dao. It also known as like Chinese broadsword is what we called it. So I've trained on a Chinese Dao. I train on a the Dao, which is a, just a giant or huger version of that. And one of the interesting things that you can do with the longer ones like a Dao is the back edge, not only is it not sharp, but it's thicker because you actually can grab onto it you can push on it mm-hmm. you can put the back of your wrist on it if you've got a bracer right and so you power assist and help control the point yeah. and she was doing all yeah. that shit and i was yeah. like fuck yeah i know that move like yeah, yeah. it looked she, really great she was wiping the flame i was like oh that looks dope like she- yeah <laughs> like it like just as a different style of sword fighting you know against lightsaber or not it was really cool to see i forget there's some classic you know kung fu hong kong movie from like i want to say the 60s maybe early 70s and like eric and jose knew it like the second i mentioned it and i only saw it like i don't know five six years ago and it's after i'd done all this sort of like bagua the dao sword mm-hmm. form and they had these sort of straight broadswords, and they were doing this power assist with their their second hand and i was like oh shit oh shit that was like the first time i saw it like a kung fu movie right (laughs) and i was just like oh shit there's other people like and it's like okay this is not this form that i just learned this long ass punishing form right like Mm -hmm. that's a legit thing so anyway it was just really cool to see that and it was rare that i've seen that on film so it was just cool and like all the things that she was doing with that other hand on the back of the blade like it all tracked and i was just like dope 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 so yeah, they fight their way back up to the top of the tower. And meanwhile, Sabine Morgan and Ezra, Ezra, they mm-hmm. go up to the top of the tower yep. and oh no, it's the two death troopers. Yep. And they are already undead. Yes. So they had to kill him another time. And we see Sabine 
use the force to grab her lightsaber and she gives them uh, a lightsaber lobotomy lobotomy um so how do you feel about her and her her force abilities so <laughs> the first the first she's getting choked out on a plinth right by the death trooper and she's reaching for the lightsaber yes. and finally she's able to use the force and pull it to her and like honestly a-okay with it okay for me that's like not any different than luke on hoth with the ice monster pulling his lightsaber out of the ice cutting his feet loose bubble getting out. it's the same thing like i think i was joking earlier about I liked that they were showing Sabine getting trained and struggling and like not being able to do it. And it seemed like they weren't going to do the Doctor Strange. Well, how do I do magic stuff? Well, we just throw you on a mountain when you're going to die. Yeah. And you just have to fucking do it or you die. Right, right. And they do the same thing here. Granted, they did the same thing to Luke. They did the same thing to Luke, right? Because that makes it dramatic, mm -hmm. right? If it's like, oh, I've got this ability that I can count on. But we know and who his father bust... is, too. No, we don't. We did not know who Luke's father was at, in Empire Strikes Back. Not at the beginning of it. Only we... at the end of it. But we knew that he was special. Yeah. That's why he was dealing with Yoda and everybody. So we knew that he wasn't normal. How about that? Right. He wasn't in question. It was more of time. But as far as like Sabine finally pulling it through at a critical yeah. moment, that's always, that's always. Yeah, that's how it goes. That's yeah. how it goes. And it worked, right? Yeah. Lobotomizes him. They get out of there. Helps Ezra. Boom. Okay. So. Number two is a bit more of a stretch. Okay. okay that makes sense for that. Now, so now we're talking about an assisted force jump. <laughs> yeah, now here's the thing. Would you go first? <laughs> so her suggesting it is yeah. not out of line. Her necessarily thinking, oh, if I could do that, I can do this. That's questionable. Yeah. Because here's the thing. So the whole, like, we're going to chuck Ezra with the Force. Mm -hmm. Ezra did that with Darth Maul. So that's a thing that mm -hmm. happened in the Rebel show where, like, he jumped and then Darth Maul Force chucked him the rest of the way. Yeah. This is when they teamed up and Maul was trying to make him his apprentice. Yeah. So for one, Sabine to be like, oh, speedball special, right? Colossus yeah, and Wolverine. Wolverine yeah. Knowing that move, yeah. okay. I'm not knocking being like, the move. Yeah, I chuck the lightsaber, I can chuck a Ezra. Okay, that's a that's a fast progression. That's a fast progression. It makes it dramatic. I would be afraid like... to go first, but like, <laughs> like, like I said, like I said, I wasn't questioning the idea of it. It was just her. I was more on like her, her ability. It's like, okay, you could do it under duress, but can you just do it for so, like something like so this? Here's how they could have just made it work on a better level, and it doesn't, it doesn't change any of the moves they make. But when she suggests this tactic, have Sabine do two things. One, have her take her lightsaber right or or even one of the dark uh death trooper corpses and chuck it off the tower and then immediately yank it back to her right mm. where it's like i've got this right i've got that trick right but then have her just step up to ezra and be like and just pull him close i did not come all this way to drop you now now get in like the fucking that. ready position right where it's yeah. just like i'm not gonna let you fall right right if they lean on their relationship 
how important he is to her as yeah. why she is 100% not gonna let him fall then yeah. you can hand wave that she's never done it before she just figured out how to do it two minutes ago right that would have worked a lot better but it, it's that, still it's still a stretch yeah that would have been dope and yeah that's that's that was a stretch man because for all what it made me think of was you know neo trying to do his jump and then you know <laughs> cypher saying like you know they never make it on the first jump right because <laughs> even neo didn't make it on the first jump but I, I knew he was i knew he wasn't gonna go out like that but i was thinking like that's a stretch because like you know but yeah it's fine it's fine and so after he gets over and then it's like then she jumps and he helps assist her over was what's supposed to happen yeah right supposed she, to happen. he she's supposed to follow yeah yeah and he's like, come on. They kind of did it strategically because they kind of cut after it as if, okay, she's next and it's going to happen. The way they cut it, the way that it was edited, it was like you just assumed because they didn't show anything after that. So you assumed that she was on the ship with Ezra as well until oh, the reveal. Yeah. Until the yeah, reveal. They, didn't, they didn't show her making the choice. It's yeah. Like, Ready? Yeah. Because they showed her at looking. At that point, she he showed her looking, right? Yeah. We're looking back at Ahsoka, and then she looks back up to him. Yeah. And then, it cuts. And then we cut away, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. With the and that's the they're trying to sell yes. that she's going to leave Ahsoka and go with right. Ezra. Right. And when when it comes like and at, this is one of those points where like it looks like Ahsoka is getting tired. The mm -hmm. rest of the Death Troopers are now uh, surrounded her and Morgan, and is like, oh, it's not looking good. Right. And Sabine comes in and like starts fighting. Like, I wanted Sabine to go for broke and just. And, and there's there's bits of it where it's like, oh shit, she's blocking lightsaber, or she's yeah. blocking blaster bolts, mm -hmm. but like. It could have been just more intense, right? Yeah. It could have been shot way better. Like that. It, it should have felt like a fucking anime. Let me yeah. put it that way. One thing anime does so fucking well is just sell motion and mm -hmm. action. And the camera can do crazy things that's hard to do in real life. And and this is sort of consistent with most of the fights in the show. It just, it was like, okay, they're fighting. Okay. Oh, did a cool thing. Oh, mm -hmm. but like, it should have been a big fucking moment. Cause Sabine is now reversed her choice. Mm -hmm. Right. And part of it is she got Ezra out. Right. So that's an easier choice, but she's not going with Ezra. So it's not about her Right. being with Ezra it's about Ezra getting out and now she's going to stand with her master mm -hmm. right and having that realization when Ahsoka realizes that she hasn't left right give Ahsoka a boost of energy back mm -hmm. right right and just have it be this like culminating badass we're just gonna fucking take all these night sister blah 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 mm -hmm. and I don't know maybe I'm misremembering but it just didn't feel as epic as it should have been it, it felt like oh she's going back cool and that was about the emotional oomph out of me yeah but that's kind of been her response and her energy towards a whole bunch of big stuff well i wouldn't even say her energy i mean the way that the show has decided to film it and show it like it just didn't it didn't feel big 
and I don't yeah. mean their their emotional yeah. acting about it. I feel like it should be the low point for Ahsoka, mm-hmm. and it should be this big reversal, sort of emotionally for Ahsoka, but also yeah. like Sabine just wrecking shop. Not right. it's like the visual because language she's not of conflicted anymore right. she did her thing she's got ahsoka out right. she can absolutely commit now to defending ahsoka right yeah. and have her go whole hog or any other weird analogies i'm gonna make yeah. yeah it's the big moment regardless of what happens with them getting out with thrawn yeah. this is supposed to be the emotional core here of Ahsoka and Sabine, master and apprentice, yeah. right? Yeah, because I thought she did good. Like I said, when she was fighting the trooper stuff, she did good, and she was moving quickly and stuff. And I, I and I get it. Um, yeah, it, it could have been just how it was shot. It could have been that too. But like I said, this 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 show hasn't really been nuanced like that. It's 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 interesting, and and regardless of what's going on, very seldom. Did I see points in this show where it felt epic or big? It always yeah. felt, like I said, it always reminded me of a play. Even like when Harold was talking to the council, it just, everything felt small in scale, in mm-hmm. scope, even though I know it's a bigger thing. Like when they showed the ship and they showed, you know, all the troopers and stuff, like some of that stuff felt big, but for the most part, it seemed like all these big things that should be big, like you said, big energy, big, it just feels, so it wasn't really there. So as much as some people have picked apart the scene I'm going to reference here. So the last Jedi, the throne room scene, when Kylo and Rey <laughs> yeah. take on the Praetorian guards, yeah. like looking back, there's like, oh, that guy's holding his shot and he should have got it. But, yeah, yeah. but that scene yeah. felt big. Yes, it did. Because it was the switch of yeah we have each other's backs. We are literally fighting back to back. And the camera work, we're moving over here, we're moving over here, we're moving over here, we're catching this. Like, it felt like, it felt like someone from Hong Kong put that sequence together, right? Yeah, but the difference is with that and this is that Sabine was busy fighting the troopers and Ahsoka was fighting Morgan. So it wasn't like a, we got each other's back kind of thing. It wasn't an enveloping thing. It was like two separate yeah. things. And also it almost cut the energy a little bit because they kept switching back and forth. So maybe if it was like more together working in tandem where they was in the same shot where she's working her side and she's working her side, maybe that had been something or they switched off and kind of whatever. But it's right. still, even though they were in the same area and they were helping each other, it was shot separately. So that yeah. probably took some of it out of it. It right. might have lent to some I of mean, the I mean, they, they could have done a thing where again it's sort of changing the 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 sequencing here Mm -hmm. but have it where ahsoka takes out morgan first Mm -hmm. but all the night troopers are around her Mm -hmm. and so immediately they just open fire and so sort of as a callback to her during order 66 Mm -hmm. where it's anakin's training and she can just basically hold her ground mm-hmm. in this circle, reflecting blaster bolts, but she's essentially pinned. She can't maintain it, yeah. right? Right. And it's it's clear that like slowly 
she's going to start to lose. Yeah. And it's only because Sabine shows up and attacks them from the outside yes. that it gives Ahsoka enough breathing room, right? right where she like can take together. the other half mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and Sabine can take a, you know, right? Yes. They divide and conquer and it changes. Right. It breaks her out of the stalemate that she's not going to win. Right. Because like I said, the way it was set, shown, it was like two separate fights, but they were really close together. Because even after... um. After Ahsoka kills Morgan, they pretty much just, you know, the troopers are starting to get back up and they, and, and Sabine is running, um, and also Ahsoka's running and they run to the, to the ledge and jump off, you know, and the troopers are kind of like, what? And they have, you know, it almost reminded me of Back to the Their Future 2. Their ship's finally back. Yeah, it reminded me of Back to the Future 2 when, when Marty jumped off the, off the roof and Biff was like, you know, started laughing like, oh. Oh man, they he did jumped. It. He jumped. And then they just kind of rise up and you uh -huh. see that they didn't jump. They were they on the ship. They did it Firefly. Yeah. yeah. They did a bunch of shows. Yeah. So like, I was like, oh, their ship's going to be repaired. Mm -hmm. It'll yeah. be back. Right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like for someone who hasn't seen that trope, at, at this point, it's like a trope. Yeah. We jump off the cliff, but we have something there to catch us, right? right? It would have been probably more effective. And then it's, all right, we get in the ship, and now we got to go chase Thrawn. Mm -hmm. And Thrawn's like, you fought well today, but you fucking lost. Later, I'm being glib. No, no, no. I but thought, his, basically I what thought it his speech worked, but that was what it was. It was like, you fought very well, but you did not fight fast enough. Also, I thought it was pretty dope that Thrawn was like, you know, tells Ahsoka like, well, maybe this is where a Ronin such as you belongs. And it's like, Ooh. today victory is mine. Long live the Empire. Peace out, sucker. Oh, Jay yeah. was correct. <laughs> they got peace, left Peace behind. out, sucker. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew this show was gonna do that mess. I knew it. They did Empire Strikes Back tone. I Good knew guys did not win. I was hoping that because it would he had be to get out. It was no, like... no, no. I knew he was gonna get out, but I knew yeah. they wasn't because they were gonna save it for that movie. But uh, the Ronin Ezra line was interesting because I yeah. think yeah, Ezra makes it. Yeah. But I thought the the Ronin line was interesting because I don't think that's ever been referenced. I thought it was powerful. The, I'm like, wow. Well, yeah, because well, also we know the context that Ronan are masterless samurai. Yes. And for an apprentice without their master. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I thought that's, it was, that's. But he would know that. And he would say some mess mm -hmm. like that. The hardest part about that, or the dopest part about that, is that it was true. Mm -hmm. It wasn't wrong, and she couldn't disagree with it. It's almost like, hmm. Well, it kind of bothered me a little bit that. I won't say she was fine with being stuck, but she was kind of fine and accepting of being stuck. And I don't know how I feel about that. I oh, think part of her sort of tone change out of coming out of the dreamscape with Anakin is yeah. that she's just more go with the flow. Like she can be caught up in the past and trying to, you know, prevent calamity and everything else. But like, honestly, her mindset now, in my opinion, is where you would want a Jedi to be right because all that sort of like worrying uh guilt all those other things about like oh we didn't we didn't win right oh I'm gonna kick myself forever now those are understandable reactions but you you want to 
not engage with those feelings, right? They can come up. We did not win. We wanted to win. It was important that we win, but we lost and we are stuck here now. Yeah. And it's I, almost actual stoicism. Because I understand the acceptance of loss and maybe finding insight in, in them losing, right? But it's the fact that they're stranded on a planet where the last person who was stranded there was over 10 years. So it would be like, sometimes you could accept something, but almost like if they were on their own planet and lost, I can understand like, okay, we lost right. this time, we'll get them next time. But you are, not only did you lose, you are lost. You don't know no food. You don't know how you're going to survive. You're not familiar with the planet, with the with your surroundings. So to me, stoic or not. Well, all those reactions, which I agree with, that's what a normal have Sabine do that. Have Sabine be the one that's she upset didn't do it either, they, though. that it didn't work. She yeah. didn't do it either. Yeah, but she would have been the one that would have made more sense for like granted she made the choice to stay with ahsoka and risk not going with ezra but she would be the one to still be pissed off right because because regardless if you're getting into that pan you still react to the fact that the pan is hot yeah like you know you're going but right? it's like oh it's it not like a good idea until i got here and now like i knew not, this was gonna suck but yeah now but it not, sucks. not it, now it, it really sucks. sucks and really the only person that i thought which should have that reaction and they did and it made sense was Balin because he already committed to the situation you know oh, what yeah. i mean so he Balin came he sought to out there yeah he, he sought out that and so to me if anybody would act like that it would be it'd be him I thought it was a little bit of a shame that, you know, Shin comes out of nowhere and she was out of all this stuff. And I really liked her character. So I felt like she was neglected the whole time. And so it was kind of Balin neglected the whole time in a way, too. They wouldn't have had time in this episode. I know. But they cut to Balin. It's all one long action no, no. sequence. No, I get it. I get it. But they had time all these other episodes beforehand. Mm. They knew that, that this is how it was going to be. Pack and eat before episode eight then, because you, you have plenty of time to, to pack and eat then when, when stuff was just walking in circles and stuff. I understand it wasn't room for it, but I thought it was just kind of like, because when she popped up and it was kind of neat because it was kind of a call back to the fact that when they first saw those those warriors in red and he's almost like, you know, don't fight them, don't, you know, they may be, and I thought they was going to use them in a different kind of way, like the enemy of my mm -hmm. enemy kind of thing, but it was almost like, okay, I short my lightsaber and i guess you know that makes me part of your crew or i'm gonna run your crew or whatever i know right. it's supposed to symbolize that she's gonna work it out with them how right even if you don't necessarily clear about how that's gonna happen but but still when i saw her pop up i was like wow it'd have been good to see her mixed into all this and, and the fact that she was gone the whole time so i just wish i had more of her but that doesn't change that you know i enjoyed her character when she was around and then balin he was just wandering and he found you know his his formation with you oh know. oh we gotta talk about that let's talk about it so i think i think we mentioned i don't know if it was might have been this season i was talking about how there was some fan art of like ahsoka and anakin and like i think it was kylo and it was like done in the style of the mortis gods mm -hmm. right that like the three aspects of the force and it was like this Clone Wars episode where Obi-Wan and Anakin and, and Ahsoka go to this random planet and there's like these godly beings on oh, it. I saw and clips it's, the, of that. it's the father yeah, and, the, and the son and the daughter and the father yeah. is the balance and the son is 
the dark side and the daughter's the light side and blah 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 and so the dark side kills ahsoka and the daughter sacrifices herself to bring her back and the father's killed and the father tells anakin you will replace me yeah right they had some with an owl and stuff in there too yes okay the owl is like yeah. the daughter's pet and the yeah. owl shows up in the world between worlds and rebels and da 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 because and i was like oh no I, man if they do something with the mortis guys it's gonna be uh, i was like nah, nah dude the statue that balin is standing on with the arm outstretched is the, the father, father and okay. the one off to the side is the son and the yeah. broken one on the other side is the daughter oh okay so it's like oh shit okay okay feloni you're you're quadrupling down on this we are definitely in season two gonna do something with the mortis gods and yeah. with so ahsoka sabine's theme they're like looking up at the stars and like sabine's like looking up and ahsoka's like did you see something she's like oh this must be a glimmer <laughs> of the stars and then they turn around and they walk back to the campfire and it's anakin right yeah. anakin force ghost so here's the thing like god i didn't want to go down conspiracy lane but like the father the mortis god told anakin and tried to convince him you will replace me you need to take my place you're supposed to be the balance in the force mm-hmm. well i mean anakin's free now to do that he could literally become the balance in the force Balin could become the sun and Ahsoka who's already been touched and revived by the power of the daughter mm-hmm. and is now all in white can become the daughter like ah? but th- that might be like the end of season two for Ahsoka I don't know and like the the father's arm that Balin's on that he's looking off in the distance there seems to be some light convergence I don't know volcano whatever so clearly he's got his 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 end goals in sight yeah yeah i i thought it was powerful like i said i wish it was more of him but i thought it was a powerful note to end on recast him yeah immediately like i said or he could be changed into something else like i said he could be transformed because of it i did see uh, lee lee shiver oh was it i think he was in the Donovan TV show. Yeah, that's Sabretooth. that's Sabretooth. Yeah, yeah, he was Sabretooth in that horrible Wolverine movie. Yeah, um, he's a great actor. So, that's and someone good, did like a composite of good, like good, putting good. him in over yeah. uh, Ray Stevens and he's like, one of those it big works. burly like, guys. That that fits. That fits. Yeah, he's also got the size for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So anyway, that would be cool. But like, that, that was like, a, oh shit, they're they're doing the Mortis gods. All right, okay, all right, yeah. well, well, all right, we'll see how that goes. Um, well, we see that Thrawn make it to um, Defamir. They arrive, right. right? So it's announced that they are there. Yeah. Right. So clearly, with the, the Night Sisters, the mm-hmm. mother is like they got to deliver their cargo. That whole thing you were talking about before, exactly, exactly. Right. So now, I mean, there was people like, and that's going to be his home base. And I was like, is it? <laughs> Maybe yeah. it yeah. doesn't seem like a great place because that is a inhospitable planet. Mm. inhospitable so he'd probably be like i'm gonna drop you ladies off have <laughs> uh, fun did you do <laughs> let me know if uh, you want to do a team up again it's been pleasure catch you later i'm gonna go off to the imperial remnant now and cause havoc That's um funny. so yeah they they go to dathomir and we'll have to see whether or not the night sisters are going to be a recurring element in the next season or not okay 
And then, then we get to Hera. Yeah. I, I, I mean, he, let's what? let's let's at least give some credit. Okay. Go Unlike ahead. the captain at the very beginning of the show, it's like, oh, here's uh, Jedi codes. We'll have we'll have some of the security details show up. <laughs> we'll call their bluff. Hera's like, get fucking everyone. Right, we don't see her say that, but like, yeah, everybody's there. There's a ton so of something people went out. There. Somebody says something to somebody, right? Yeah, they all got their guns drawn. Yep. And here's the thing: so Ezra comes out, but he's wearing the same. Like, well, he yeah, we see it at the end when he like gets on the ship. He drags away yep. one of the night troopers that he took out. So clearly, he put on the night trooper armor and he comes yep. down the gangplank, and everyone's like, oh, 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 don't move. You're a stormtrooper. And then Chopper comes up and like the dog, like somehow just smells him and knows that it's him. And he pets Chopper and he finally takes his helmet off. He's like, hi, Hera. Mm. Right. Chopper isn't the one with the blaster. So even though he, Chopper might have recognized him, it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's not the one who had the gun pulled out at him. But Chopper's okay. got fucking war crimes. All right. So okay. Chopper would be like, mm, you might be my friend, but I might shoot you anyway. Um, okay. But. It doesn't make any fucking sense to be wearing the stormtrooper exactly. helmet. Helmet, exactly. Take the helmet exactly. off. Exactly. One, how'd you get off off Thrawn's ship? But you got off, whatever. And you pulling them I, slow. I can hand wave that. I can okay. hand wave that. And, and they the did stormtrooper too. Outfit. And, and they, and they did too. He got on Balin's ship. He yeah. got on Balin's and, ship. And they did too. Waited for the right opportunity. Boom. Right. So Escape. he got. So he got there, driving it all slow in a full stormtrooper outfit, and thinking that he's not going to get shot. Now <sighs> it, it was just like. And then for them to have, and then the whole reveal, like they did it again. Like they, this is my issue earlier, and they did this mess again, where somebody needs to say something and have a deeper reaction, and it's just so straight faced and so calm and no big deal. And I'm thinking, like, you done seen this kid? You seen this guy as a kid, right? Hera, and, go and, hug that boy. So, you know what I'm saying? Like for her, just be looking, and then and and then everybody. First of all, he should have been shot, and she should have been crying over his dead body. <laughs> first of all, first of all, I know this guy when he's a kid. He should be full of holes and smoking, right? That, and she should be on the ground crying. So the fact that he survived one with all with every gun on the ship pointed at him for and and, and for him to slow remove his helmet, like any sudden moves, he'd be gone. Like people in real life lose it over less than that. So so right. it's interesting to see that. So uh, I feel a little ways about it, but anyway, he survives, right? Yeah. So I thought it was just like crazy that that she's just looking at him, and he's like, you know, Hera, and, and she's like, and she kind of cracks a smirk or something like that, and it was just like, here we go again with this Sabine doing the same thing. It's just like, man, I, I don't why. It's deliberate. It's deliberate. I'm just curious on why. So I know it's not an accident. Why? But anyway, before it gets to the point where you just can't take it no more, then it cuts. So at least they did that. It's kind of like, I don't want to, yeah. I can't take five minutes of them looking into each other's eyes. So uh, so at least they cut it because I was just thinking like, okay, please don't, not this again. But we know he made it safe and we know he didn't get shot. So that's all we need to know. And right. Then we go. That's all the scene does. It doesn't give but, us any. But, well, I wasn't doing anything anyway, but looking. So if nothing was going to happen from there, it was best to leave that scene. Like I said, no hugs, no nothing, no, you know, don't shoot. I know him. No, nothing. You know who should have said don't shoot? It should have been Ezra when he's still back inside up on the ramp, right? You just have him go up to the cockpit and stick his face up against the glass and go, Hera, it's me. I'm, I got a beard now. I got a beard. 
Is it pretty? Like, like Ezra's a bit of a sassy wise ass in Rebels, so I he... could totally see him like yelling down the the gangplank, being like, "Hera, it's me, it's Ezra," I'm... saying something quippy, like really. Like, don't shoot me. It took so long to get home. It would really suck to get shot at this point. Right? Like, just and then have him walk down. Even plain clothes cops get shot by cops. <laughs> right? Even plain clothes cops get shot by other cops that they work with in the same force. <sighs> this didn't make any sense to me. But it's just like, oh. They, they wanted some last bit of tension but it only works for people that like don't understand that like i don't know maybe they confuse like oh who's in Balin's ship that we saw in the hangar of thrawn star destroyer jeez who could this be this stormtrooper walking like right like why even walk out it's storm clearly fucking outfit. ezra the ship They're is not bad gonna enough. shoot him like, right, right, I, the, like right. the, just the tension. The ship it the, the, the choice the, to have him come yeah. down in the stormtrooper as a character doesn't not make any fucking sense. They lucky they so, didn't blast that ship out of the air before it even got to them. Yeah. They lucky they lucky they I'm surprised they even let it dock. Yeah. You know what happens yeah. to the last people who let Balin's ship dock? People had problems. Right? It would be great if they just had a thing where the the ship's coming in, and instead of Hera walking in and like just having her gun drawn have it be really fucking tense of like everyone get in cover like everyone blasters at the ready like i, I would have loved it you remember in like phantom menace they dock their diplomatic ship inside the trade federation ship yeah. and like you know they're doing the thing and finally shit goes sideways and then just the turret turns and just blows up their ship like how like have hera have all the guns pointed at this ship right. should be the reaction and yeah. then have like ezra like poking through the cockpit like hey yeah don't shoot yeah yeah really like yeah. just take like 30 seconds if he'd be like don't don't or, shoot or something or like you said they see the ship or whatever and and, and they prepare it to fire and they like open communication they're trying to hail us and see what they're trying to say and then you hear his voice and she's like i can't be right and he's like right yeah Play yeah, that. It's, yeah it's me it's Play me that. like don't, it's me don't let my hope be cheated exactly it can't be, be it can't be him that can't be it's, because it's the other me. thing they shouldn't have let it land in the first place. exactly that's what i'm saying <laughs> he should be outside getting getting threatened to get blasted out of the sky right can like you imagine if they just cut to Hera's ship from the outside and his ship like parked not on the ship but like you know off a distance away and we just cut to Ezra in the cockpit and it's just cutting back and forth to be like all right so like you remember the time we were on this planet and then this happened and this happened and Kanan said this and then you were like no 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 and, and then cutting to Hera and like okay what about the time we were on? And it's just this back and forth and like, oh my God, Ezra, is that really you? Yes. Yeah. Now will you please let me land? Right. 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 And like have that where it's like, you can have this moment of Hera finally realizing that Ezra made it and he's right. here. Right. And then the undercutting joke is like, and now will you please let me land? Right. Yeah. It, right. it sets up them being paranoid, but that, wanting this reunion to happen. And, and yeah. then you can cut. And that makes more sense than them just staring into each other's eyes and not saying anything, especially on her side of it. Right. Yeah. yeah so. And then you could you could cut to them just like 
in the landing bay, like him yeah. coming down the ramp. Right, exactly. Without, without getting shot. And yeah. this is my son. This is Kanan's son, Jason. Is like, yeah. holy shit, Sabine didn't say anything about Jason. Yeah. Right? Like, hey, kid. Right. It's like, I hear you. Like, oh, your mom says you're good with the force. Like, whatever. Like, or having, oh, Ahsoka said you. You might need some training, like set it up where he might train Kanan's son, like another mass. Like, or I'm here, but you know we lost Ahsoka and, right? and Sabine, and just be, and then she just kind of hair looks at him, just like concerned and just like, even though we Her won, we lost. And leave on like, that end. Like we got you back. Yeah, we're gonna get them back. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because you can have that. Ah. Yeah, you can have both. Like I said, you have both. You can be like, we won, but we lost. Like, we're happy to have you home, but we have to go back. We have to get them. We have to. Right. Some leave leave on a note of a, like, like this on. We got to work right? this out. Like, it's going to be a minute before we get to season two or the movie. But know that our minds is on it. And we're thinking like this, like we're not wasting any time. We got to get them back. Right. I can't leave them there. Like, you know, they came and got me. I can't right? do that to them. We couldn't come get you because yeah. we didn't know where you were. Yeah. We Something. know where they are. We're getting them. We're back. getting back. Right. Yeah. But yeah. they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, and so we go back to Ahsoka and Sabine. And Ahsoka says that, you know, it's time for them to move on. And we kind of discussed this already. So it is what it is. And yeah, like you said before, too, Sabine notices the some glimmer something, in the stars. Something in the stars, and Ahsoka's looking over, kind of smirking like she does. And I don't know if we could get confirmation that she knows that is him, but we do see that is him. He's kind of looking back upon her, and he's looking kind of like pride on his face, probably because he knows that the two are together. Right. So almost confirming the fact and that I, she's saying I mean, that we should be there and where we're supposed to be, and he kind of confirms that in a way. Yeah, I think I'm not quite as disappointed in that scene as maybe you were. Like, with sort of like, you know, Ahsoka just being like, well, we're here. We're just going to deal with, just going to deal with the situation as is. Um, yeah. But she is more going with the flow. I, I hmm. didn't feel like she saw Anakin. I don't think I don't, so. Either. I don't yeah. think she saw his Force Ghost. Yeah. Um, I, I think if I was writing it, I would keep that for later of Anakin showing up again as a force ghost, right? Mm -hmm. But having it where clearly he's watching over them, right? right. That's a that's a very nice touch. Yeah. <sighs> it's it's interesting too. I mean, <laughs> if if we hadn't had episode five where we got like him in the world between worlds going with all her flashbacks and his appearance changing so many times, mm -hmm. right? In her flashbacks, when like he's taking on aspects of vader and stuff because there was people like when he shows up at the force ghost he's wearing darker robes right not like sith robes but right. like what he would wear if he was a jedi master mm -hmm. right but i seem to recall when they added him into return of the jedi where he shows up with obi-wan and Yoda's Force Ghosts, and it's young Anakin, it's Hayden Christensen. Yeah. He's wearing the lighter tones. Yeah. Right? So I, I, it's one of those things, like, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't fucking Like, people are like, why was he wearing darker robes when we showed up as a Force Ghost and the other? I'm like, oh, who the fuck cares? Like, <laughs> he, he can change his appearance. Who gives a shit? He could go into his Force Ghost wardrobe and put on a different outfit. Boom! He's, he's transparent. He was standing in front of a mountain range, so therefore it looked darker. <laughs> right whatever yeah oh, um, oh this season 
Yeah. To be honest, I'm not disappointed. It's better than I thought. And it ended the way I thought it was going to end, to be honest. So, so therefore, I wasn't disappointed, even though I did want more. It kind of happened like I kind of thought, but... It was good enough. It was good enough. Yeah, right, enough. right, right. It, um, so it's an easy, it's an easy question of was it more good than bad? Did the good? Yeah, parts of course it was right? good. It was, was good. good parts of it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the show. There we go. It wasn't like um, yeah, yeah. Like I say, I think of myself being more like a. <laughs> I think of myself more or less being kind of like a, a spoiled kid because we had stuff that really just really kind of touched the tone of 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 a, of a thing. And so just having that, it's almost kind of like you, you know enough to know what you want. And with that, sometimes it makes it difficult to, to get it. And so that doesn't change the fact that I'm getting something from it, that I'm getting enjoyment from it, that that um, there's more information that I had, that, you know, even if, even if it's not exactly what I want, it's, it's more than I had before. I'm glad they made the show. I enjoyed it. I got some, you know, new characters to, to root for and to, you know, to go along with. So it was cool. Like I said, it's not a bad show. Um, yeah. But apparently uh, there's a season two. So like it may not go straight to we're going to tie everything up in a movie. I would imagine. Okay. God, stupid. Do prediction shit again. God. They would get Sabine and Ahsoka back into the main galaxy. They do... Or, or maybe Ahsoka stays in the other galaxy as part of the Mortis gods. And that way, that's why Ahsoka doesn't show up in the trilogy, the, the sequel trilogy. Blah, blah, blah. But Sabine comes back, and now it's Sabine and Ezra and Hera and da-da-da-da-da-da. And that sets up the stage for Thrawn whatever the movie is and mando's doing all his stuff where he's taking jobs for the new republic right mm -hmm. so that's going to set up all the other all the other things that need to happen for the thrawn movie da, 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 da. yeah um like i said season two or a movie regardless i i would have preferred more resolve than this for something i know i gotta wait a while for whatever whatever it lands on like I said, a show or a movie, I was kind of hoping it would be something that I wouldn't have to wait a while to get the result. But, but I guess, I guess in a way, if the cliffhanger part, which they're being left behind, if they're feeling good about it and everybody who's there seems to be all right with it, then it's not a thing of they're under duress and they're waiting for us to come back right. to see them to be okay. Right, we're not we're not so like they, anxious. Yeah, right? they res they resolve. They're, they're fine with their situation vague, that they're in. Yeah, right. Th and Thrawn's a vague threat. He's got to build up his forces, so he's not immediately going to worlds and shooting the population. Blah blah blah. Right, blah. right. So if it would have been just a cut to black with them stuck behind, that would have been more tense than us. You know, like I said, I don't know if she's saying that she's fine there for us. So since we're going to be waiting on the on the resolve for her or not right. but but that's that's fine it, it it's a star wars show um and like i said i at not at one point did i be like hey i hate to watch this so i have to talk about it i was always looking forward to the episodes and looking right. forward to them and, and enjoyed what i saw and for most of these episodes i saw twice and you know i could have watched it one time and took some notes down or whatever but like i said they're entertaining enough to watch multiple times and that's fine and some episodes 
were more fun rewatching than others, but it was never like I had to, you know, oh man, I gotta watch this again. I, I enjoyed them. Yeah. Yeah. There's enough there. Yeah. There's definitely enough there. Definitely, definitely. So did you have any other final words on this? Or this season? Uh, or anything you anything you looking forward to? Or is there any do we know what's up next for the next show that's coming out? As far as like Star Wars stuff, anything coming out next for Star Wars? Related? Um, I I don't know the specific okay. progression, but I know they're supposed to have Mando season four. Okay. And presumably an Ahsoka season two. Okay. And then I think the movie. Okay. I could entirely be wrong, but I, I know Mando four is supposed to be happening. I saw one thing talking about season two of Ahsoka, but it wasn't from. A normal so a source right. that I trust, so I'm just like, all right, whatever, internet. Right, right. Um, right. Okay. So we'll see. I mean, eh, man, I really, really want them to nail Braun. Like, do you have again, faith that it will with what you've seen so far? I dug him. I thought he's pretty. I, I thought, know. Uh, you know, I'm I'm sure I, he's not there's exactly elements. But there's elements of him they absolutely nail i feel like again like his demeanor mm -hmm. the the way he engaged with the subordinates the respect he gave to his opposition mm -hmm. right but they did not make me feel like oh shit this guy's a fucking genius <laughs> like they didn't make me go and like holy shit he's impressive and the fact that our heroes managed anything at all even their almost they caught up with him holy shit they did so good he was so tough right yeah. he made all these moves ahead of time da, 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 da. like you really should feel like oh shit why is batman in star wars and why is he working for the empire it should feel like that i think that if they would have gave us that then it would have been a massacre early on <laughs> i don't think our characters were equipped for that and unless you willing to not to in the way up, that they wrote not in the way that right they wrote exactly them. so if they were right. going to up them on their you side would, if you want to up yeah Ron's you want to up it, you, you got to up them up, too yeah 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 so almost like the wakanda conversation we had too if uh -huh, you're going uh -huh. to play that thing Halicon versus wakanda you want to don't dumb one down so yeah but like i said i haven't seen quite a bad guy like him and especially in star wars because usually they're i won't say overacting but they're almost borderline mustache twirling so to have him that even key right. the whole time and he's you know talking softly the whole time without you know could it's even refresh it's really neat it's really neat to see and i really enjoyed his his portrayal like i said i know i know it's probably not exactly like how he normally is but like I say, he was a lot for for our characters in this situation, and and being how the tone of yeah. everything is, he he went well. Yeah, and, and you know, to his portrayal, like how they presented him. Yeah. Yeah, I think they nailed it. It was just like his like I'm actually doing a strategic thing now, and it's like, come on, come on, writers. Right. You can come you can on. Show it. <laughs> I. Yeah. I I also just would, for our dear listeners, like to reiterate, writing's hard. Writing's hard. Writing's very hard. So don't take me complaining like, oh, this could be better. Oh, they could have done this. Being like, 
I could actually do better in the crazy narrow writing timelines and deadlines that a lot I was about of to mention that have, too so. yeah that, that that's definitely a factor because a lot of times like it's like detail yeah, come after the second like, and well, third yeah at the yeah right with the with the skeleton of the plot that you've yeah. already created for me well i would do all these other very clever things and it's like yeah okay so basically they baked the cake and you came along and put the cherry on top after they put the icing on and wrote happy birthday, you put the candle on and be like, the candle would be better placed over here. And the thing is, with, like with art, you could do that. And that's usually how it goes. You have time to sit, to sit the canvas back and walk away for a few days and come back and be like, oh, I'm missing this or missing that or this will add to it. But since this is basically a product, it is what it is. And, and sometimes, you know, you could have the nuances in the beginning, have that foresight. And sometimes it's just like, I just need to get it done. We need them there. What's the quick thing we could do to make it happen without it looking too obvious that we just had to come up with that or we had to make this last minute change. So right. in that, yeah, so in that that lens, yeah, it's a miracle that it came out and it, it's good considering. Um, but like I said, and I think also all the stuff that we like, all these movies and shows are, are the quality that we've been in for a while now i think it's due to timing the fact that they were saying we have to have a star wars movie every year that uh -huh. there's 12 or 20 or 30 marvel movies all going at the same time everybody is spread thin and so now we know special effects and computer graphics are you know unreal oh, yeah. that it's so real so when those start looking bad you know things are being rushed and stressed then we know the writers and all that stuff have to take a hit as well it has to it has to. It's a lot going on constantly. I think only thing that really get a chance to shine now is stuff that's being left alone or have plenty enough time to really, you know, marinate. It sounds like, especially with like Marvel and stuff, that they're going to start slowing down. And I think possibly with um, with um, Star Wars, they're going to start doing less stuff and having, you know, trying to get better with their quality. But I think Marvel for sure was talking that. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to make a big difference. I think our, our appetite is just really big and we can't have it both ways. We can't have it all the time when we want it and expect it to be the best thing. It, those things do not go together. Yeah, no. And it's to the how hard it is to like actually do writing and like it's like Dave Filoni worked on Clone Wars and he worked on Rebels and like Mandalorian and it's like it's hard to keep going back to the well and like come up with a fresh new thing right like again uh, hello audience I'm a giant fucking nerd I run D&D and like a Star Wars campaign like you know role playing games and I've been doing that now for like I don't know six eight years it's hard yeah. to keep coming up with fresh stuff where it's like i got mostly the same players and it's like how do i come up with a new scenario that they haven't run into or a new villain that's not just like oh you ripped off so and so right, right? so like as much as it's like well why didn't they come up with all these 20 clever things for like thrawn to do and it's like i don't know fuck it's just maybe they felt like they've done that before or they right. like oh they saw this other show and it's like well if we do that then we do like we're saving it for something else we don't know what they got going down the line it might be a part right. of something else so they can't touch those that's what happened a lot of times with characters you'd be like how come that character is not in here because they're using it for something else and they don't want right. to cross the streams yeah so it's interesting but like i said enjoyed it 
I also enjoyed conversating with you about it, as always. What a um, shock. What a shock. I'm looking forward to our, our next conversation, Undetermined, but sooner than, than we all think. <laughs> well, geez, if, if Loki's on the table and maybe a... Uh the fountain movie review for sure a retro review i think that would be dope Jeez, oh man jay we're just gonna have to keep finding reasons to hang out and do a podcast it's like that... so rough fucking first world problems my friend i know i know but i'm glad to be in the trenches with you i appreciate you all right so that was jay and ryan we we're talking about ahsoka part eight and jedi the witch and the warlord and the warlord all right Until next time, peace. Back in the right galaxy this time. I think I've beaten that joke of the dead horse now. (laughs) I think it's funny that you keep using it. (laughs) (laughs) He's already dead. It's it's already dead. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, the Night Sisters will bring it back again. That's funny.